I don't know what my initial thought was. Big? Wow. Can we afford this place? Like, this seems ridiculous. It had a pool that was not on our list of things we wanted. Seemed like a stretch. Yeah. We didn't want the pool because of the safety thing, but then COVID came, and we're like, oh, the pool was a really good idea because now our friends want to come hang out here. What's up, boss? This is Abraham's wallet. We span the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Okay, I'm here with Tim Schmoyer, Tim and Dana, and we are starting, and we're going to do a little tour of your place, but we're starting in this, which is your workspace and studio, and you built this room, and this is right off of your garage. So we're starting inside the garage of your place. Would you tell us about how you use this space? You might want to start by telling us what your business is and telling us how you use this space and what you did to make this business what it is. I mean, this room, this space, what it is. Well, yeah, so I started on YouTube back in 2006, a couple months after it was started, and um, I, uh, I just wanted to introduce my girlfriend at the time to my <laughs> family back home. I was in seminary down in Dallas and started dating this girl, and YouTube had just started a few months before. I'm like, oh, I could use YouTube to introduce her to my family, and so um, we started making videos of us going out on dates, what? Of us going out to the park, it going out very to the movies. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, in, you know, uh, on the audio, you're not going to be able to see this, but this is the very first camera. It's a oh little goodness. eight millimeter. This is the one I used. Um, I was a youth pastor at the time, so I think this was his youth group's camera then. Oh, <laughs> so, my goodness. But uh, that's what we used. And then I figured out how to get the footage off the camera onto YouTube, and we started making what today would be known as vlogs. Back then, that wasn't a word. It was just being awkward in public with a camera. Uh-huh. So, know. Dana, did you were you part of this thing, or was it like this guy's asking me on dates and filming? <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I wanted the dates. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that just came along with it. Yeah. So yeah, and then we. I um, was youth, being in youth ministry. I really liked reaching people and changing their lives, but. Um, uh, but I, we started seeing more. The short story is we started seeing more of that happening in what we were doing on YouTube than I ever saw in 12 years of vocational ministry. Mm. And I was like, oh, if I really want to reach people and change their lives, I think YouTube might be a better place for what God's asking me to do mm. than it is inside of a local 501c3 organization thing. And, uh, and so here we are with the agency, a small agency. I've done YouTube strategy for Disney, done it for Warner Brothers, done it for eBay, done it for Crazy. Budweiser and HBO, and collectively... With our clients, we've 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 grown to over 18 billion views on YouTube, crazy, and 81 million subscribers for our clients, and uh, yeah. So after seeing the amount of impact we were having, just us, I was like, we can scale our impact. Like I'm reaching my million people a month, but what if I could help other people reach their million people a month with messages that I don't have, you yeah. know, and businesses that serve people in ways that I can't. So that's what we, yeah, so we dove into. Okay, it. so you, you let's start about. Talk about the property in general. Okay. When, when did you come on to this piece of property? When did you buy this place? It's been about two and a half years now. 
this yeah in March it'll be three years so almost three years now in here and I'm going to assume that when you saw this piece of property and bought it actually I know this because Tim just told me this <laughs> over lunch but you thought this fits in with where our family is going this this makes sense which is exactly why we're talking to you because yeah. we want to hear from families who have purposefully taken a piece of property and said, this fits with our family vision and we're gonna make sure that the, that the piece of land does that. So let's start with this room. And what did you do to this room to make it fit your family vision? Well, I think it And actually, how do you use it? I think it might be easier to start the vision. Okay. And then like, here's how it fits. Great. You know? Cause I think if we start the vision, then I think that property makes a little bit more sense. Yep. So if what we were living on our 0.29 acres Mm -hmm. um, in a HOA development, which was fine. It was good. Like, it's what we needed at the time. We had seven kids in eight years. And at that time, we had four kids ages two and under. Woo. So it was uh, it was an intense season, and we needed not much more to take care of other than 0.29 acres mm. in an HOA neighborhood. Right? Mm. Like, that's what we needed for that season of life. Uh, but as that season started coming to a close, we were having a bigger vision for hospitality a bigger vision for um, what the business could become and things that we were bumping into with limitations of our space. And because my office there was like right by the front door, yeah. <laughs> that made it hard to record mm. and do uh, client stuff and things. So, Well, and seven kids in a house makes it hard to record yes. in a house. Yeah. So. Large family. <laughs> okay, we need a place where my office can be separate from the house but still on the property. Um, so we need it like, what if we had an external, a place that had an external garage and I could build or create something out there so I could still be at home, but not in the same building. And then her stress level is significantly reduced because she doesn't have to try to keep all the kids quiet and calm whenever I'm on a call all the time. Right. So that was part of it. You want to talk about the agriculture part the of agriculture side, stuff? side of it? Yeah. Being fruitful. We want to be fruitful, multiply. And a lot of that was ruling over like the land God had given mm. us and make it more fruitful. And uh, there was only so much we could do in an HOA. They wouldn't let us do a lot of things. We mm -hmm. could have a little garden, which which is a good start because we're still learning a lot about gardening and everything. Um, like a little city garden, a little yeah, four by eight space yeah, or something. Yeah, a little teeny uh -huh. tiny thing. Because yeah. I have good memories from childhood of helping my parents in the garden. And Great. so that was, that was fun to at least get started and let the kids play with dirt and plants yep. and stuff and see what happens. Um, and so wanting to find a place that we could actually do a little bit more because with a family of nine, I think we would have had, I don't think the HOA would have approved of what no. we needed to, right. <laughs> to actually yeah. provide for our family. Um, so more land provided us a space to start practicing even more, trying to provide for ourselves. And then there's the hospitality side of what we wanted to do too. Yeah. Do you want to do that now or when we get over to the house? Um, we wanted a place where we could, we have this vision for like, what if missionaries needed a place to stay no. for a little bit? Well, that came when we saw this place. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, Because yeah, originally so we were thinking we wanted a place that would have space for in-laws if it came to the day where we needed to take care of um, our parents. parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then, so when we started, was it a little over three years ago, we started just trying to figure out, like, what do we want? We know we want more space. We know we want some land. What does that mean? So we went out with a friend, and I think we saw a farm that had over a hundred acres. And then we were like, "All right," and then we'll and then we'll see a place that has five acres, yeah. and we'll see like how much is that actually. And so we went to the hundred acre farm first, and then came over here to five acres. We're like, "This is a lot more." Well, <laughs> and I, doable. And I mean, yeah. I'm kind of tethered 
to the city because I need right. fast enough internet for the for the business. And as soon as we got out there to the hundred plus acre stuff, it was too far away. Yeah, this internet wasn't sufficient for what I needed us to do. But you're right. I remember like. And we wrote that document too of like, let's flush out like what do we need in a property mm. and a vision that would serve our family really well before we even went house hunting. And I can still probably pull that up. That is fascinating. Google Docs. I stole that from Justin Wolfenberg. I think you guys. Of course, yeah. Justin. Yeah. Hero. Because he, I was talking with him and, and he's like, yeah, you need to write this out rather than going, get, ooh, this is cool. And then you end up with a big fancy house that doesn't really serve your vision. Terrific. So it's like, start with the vision first. So I remember yeah, that was that. an exercise we did. And then. We came here, and then to your point, like this not only met everything on there, but it actually exceeded everything. Right. It gave you new ideas. Yeah, yeah, new ideas that were like, oh, we didn't even think about doing this. So, yeah. yeah. We can talk about those. So we're in the detached garage. So now we're in the detached garage with my office built out here, my studio. Yeah. So, yeah. And what, what is this What is this for people who are just listening? What does this room do? What, what, what are we looking at? Here? This room gives me a place to go work away from the family. But not totally away from the family. Like some, it's some good boundaries so that Dana and the kids can still do what they want to do in the house and not have to worry about volume and and loudness and things. And I can be out here in a fairly well insulated, sound wise um, studio and do what I need to do. And it gives some separation between uh, work and the home a little bit as well. Um, not as much as it should, but that's my fault, not the space's fault. <laughs> and that uh, you yeah. created a space that. It's your office, so you can do your day-to-day stuff, but then it's also a place where you have it set up at all times um, yeah. so that when you need to shoot a video, there's no, like, putting everything no together hurdles. and no teardown. Yeah, that was a that was a big time suck in our old place because I had to set up and tear down every time, oh. and now I can just leave it set up. All I have to do is turn on the TV monitor, turn on the camera, hit focus, and record, and it, you know, takes about a minute and a half, maybe. And, and then, then now this year, it's also been used by other people to come yeah. in and shoot. Which I hadn't well. anticipated, but that's cool. Another yeah, so we're in about like a 12 by 24 size room, something like that. It's a 20 by 18. Okay, 20 by 18. And you've got room here to do a, a camera shoot so that you're, you could be standing up or sitting and working with a monitor. You could be standing at a whiteboard. You could be sitting at your computer doing videos and whatever with folks and i see it's such a nice quiet spot that's that, where dana works yeah or nice. kids come do homework that school work do could be done homeschool here. there if they yeah usually my our, our almost nine-year-old turns nine tomorrow you've heard about 15 times uh-huh. uh, she turns nine tomorrow she comes out here and does her school out here with me because she works a little bit better when she's not distracted inside the house so it's separate from the house You've got sound insulation. You've got several places where there's lights hanging from the ceiling, so you could do different things with lights. And you've got, you know, whatever mics and stands and stuff you need in here. And so it works for your business. It does. But, you're, but it's also yeah. part of your home. Yeah. Okay, well, let's proceed into the garage. All right. Our, our, our garage. We got cars, <laughs> bikes, <laughs> baby strollers, uh-huh. jump ropes uh-huh. <laughs> on the floor. You've Carefully got. don't trip. <laughs> You've got the, uh, this came with the large family kit. You get the big van with the, yeah. with tons Four of seats. Transit. Yeah. yeah. This is actually one of our favorite things is the garage actually fits our 15 passenger ah, van. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a winner. So it's high enough. Most houses, you can't find that. It's one of those things we didn't care about when you got here. You're like, oh, we can load up the kids in the warmth. Inside. Because the garage is heated. And so it's, like I said, it's not a, it's not a, it was not on our list. It was like, oh, we didn't think about that. And it's wide. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna recognize something because I know what they're for. 
I see a bunch of folding tables and folding uh, chairs yeah. in your garage. Why would somebody have all of this, all of this that's, fold away chairs? That's something we've been collecting since we moved to this house so that we can, uh, mostly we use it for Friday nights when we um, host Shabbat dinners here. Um, we try to keep it maxed to about 30, including our family. So that means only 21 other people can come. Um, <laughs> But when we first started it out, um, I think we grew it to about 60 or 70 people at one and when point. And when it's the weather's nice, we do more because we're hosting outside instead yeah. of inside. We yeah. have a lot more room. But the house is set up. I mean, we have the space to entertain. We've got space downstairs for the kids to go and play mm-hmm. and, and good space for the parents to hang out and visit. Originally, yeah, I guess we'll talk about it inside. But yeah, There's really a nice cool. wide concrete pad between the house and the garage. And that's where these folding tables go and the chairs. And it turns into like an uh, outdoor party world when you have your open Shabbat meals. And yeah. that happens how often? Uh, about twice a month. Okay. Unless we need an extra break. And then right. we'll just postpone it for a little bit. Right. So our family comes first with that. Of just making sure we're taking care of ourselves. Very um, good. So. So now we're in another part of the garage, which looks like Tim's construction world. It's kind of like and, our barn. hay bale yeah. storage. <laughs> yeah, barn slash uh, workshop, I guess you call it. And also doubles as where uh, I do my guys' night hangouts here. Um, that's why there's a gas fire pit. The dudes here. love this environment. Yeah, it's a lot better Your than sitting on couches and trying to make eye contact inside. We can <laughs> sit around out here and not have to make eye contact, just stare at the fire <laughs> and we talk about life. You know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so then we take the folding chair or the lawn chairs or what are those called? Folding? Camping chairs. Camping chairs. chairs. Yeah. And we set them up around the the gas fire pit in here and um, it warms up a little bit too, which is nice in the winter. Now you're kind of out in the sticks. How far do your friends come for this guy's night? Oh, guy's night? Well, same with the women's night. Come for like a 20 minute radius. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And how, how many dudes do you put here in the garage? It depends. Uh, last time it was me and four or five others, something like that. Um, during the summer, we do it at the fire pit outside with like actual wood, you know, stuff. Yeah. Those, there'll be more people when, when okay. it's warmer out. Um, so I don't I think like eight, nine. So it's not like a large group. Yeah. Just a good amount, amount yeah. where everyone can talk. And everyone yes. knows each other. We have a good discussion about, uh, I call it my, my life processing group. That's you great. Know, it's not my spiritual formation type of group. It's like, here's something I'm winning, succeeding at, or here's a challenge I'm facing. Right. Can you guys, can we do like a mastermind? You guys help me figure out some next steps. And we all do that for each other. That's great. All right. Yeah, and the woodworking stuff, that's what I do for my hobby when I'm tired of just moving pixels around on a screen. I can come out here and do something tangible with my hands that makes me feel like I'm actually. Like you're actually making something something. tangible. Yeah. And we we ate at one of your creations. Yes, that table was impressive. That was his first project. Unreal. Yeah, yeah, again, that Justin guy helped me uh, build that one because I hadn't built anything since like first grade prior to that table. Oh, wow. There's a, there's a full bath here there is in the bathroom. Shower. I don't know why you would ever need to shower after getting out of the car. <laughs> oh, it's if you mow and you don't want to smell like grass when you come inside. Okay. Or when we have all the guests over, they can get that 
when we're outside at the pool or whatever, uh-huh. the, the, that one gets wet and messy. Oh, I see. And everything. And so you keep Could all be a the changing room, all the, the mess from the pool and okay. gardening and stuff out out in the garage rather than chucking it inside. Yeah, I have to make. Now we're in that we're in the concrete space between the garage and the house, and I have to make the observation that if you're here in the summertime for the open Shabbat, and you've got the pool here, and we're surrounded by five acres of of field. Um, it's a pretty good invite to to get to come yeah. to this uh, open Shabbat and jump in that pool and mess up your house and eat your food. Yeah, so we've set it up. We got great flat spot for the kids to play with the trampoline and a large rope swing over there. And uh, a creek down by the woods. Fantastic. And yeah, and it's all fenced. Basketball in, so hoop. Parents that feel a little more comfortable. Oh right, right. Yeah, I was going to comment on. Why is this little patio fenced in right outside your We didn't garage? build that. That's from the previous owners. That's the, uh, so my office used to be the dog kennel. Oh, I see. And that door opens right up to that. And so we haven't figured out what to do with that spot yet. Okay. It'll be a I future about hot tub building spot. a shed yeah. there. Or, yeah, maybe Sell a the fence. A fenced hot tub so no one yeah. <laughs> yeah. bothers you while you're hot yeah. tub. So, no, so no strangers want to run in and try to get into the hot tub. Now, tell me the clever thing that you did over here. You, you'd said that this is normally garden space but here we are in the winter and it's not garden space it's covered by chickens yeah so how during, many chickens you got uh, i think we have like 20 some left <laughs> i forget well, let's walk over and see if we can hit, get any sounds out of them yeah so the um i really like creating systems that are fruitful where you kind of set it up and then it just keeps being fruitful over and over and over again with maybe even little to no intervention from uh-huh. from me or from us and one of those is the the garden. So we were introduced to a concept called um, Back to Eden. It's called or this guy. Yeah, I'll electrify the fence. <laughs> but um, yeah, so basically, what happens here with the chickens is they give us they give us um, eggs all year long, although not as much in the winter. We don't do the artificial light thing, and uh, and so what they're going to be doing is just uh, on top of our garden. They they scratch it. They till it, they eat all the bugs out of it, they fertilize it, and um, and then in the spring, we're ready to plant. Like, we don't have to do all that hard work ourselves to get it ready. It's just ready. So we plant it, and then we'll put some wood chips down or cardboard between the, the rows so that weeds don't come up. Huh. And then we just wait for stuff to grow, and the soil is <laughs> so amazing. It just grows like, like crazy. You won't have to till it in the spring? No. No, wow. the the they do all that for us. Right now, the ground's frozen, so yeah. we're not doing much of that now. Yeah, but um, but it'll be worked over. Yeah, and if you saw the before picture, you'd already see how much it is, I'll like how much they've done. We cut off the strawberry patches from them because they'll eat all the strawberries plants. We don't want them to do that. Uh huh. Everything else, yeah, they just get it right for us, so that all we have to do is come out and plant some seeds and make it fruitful and terrific. Get eggs in the process, and there's free eggs. Yeah. Look, I, I like the black one that has like a blue sheen. It's like an anime chicken. Oh, yeah, the black ocelips. Yeah. yeah. And cool. then down here on the hill, we actually raised and processed our own, all of our chicken meat for a year. Um, what? And, uh, two <laughs> no, months. You did not. <laughs> yeah, we got pictures of it. They, Killing uh, chickens? Yeah, yeah we, we got 30 chickens that we processed. And yeah, that's our freezer and our basement's full of chicken now. And with, we have, yeah, organic free range oh my goodness. you know expensive chicken that we raised and processed ourselves and the kids helped with that they're and a part of, a lot of this with us 
10 or 12 weeks from birth eight. to eight. 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 Yeah, eight. eight and a half, technically, is what you want to process I'll on be that. darned. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it was about two months of work, and then we had all our chicken for the... You know. Are there four-wheeler trails throughout these woods? Kind of. We make our own. I wouldn't say that they're supposed to be there. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. But that's kind of part of the fun of it, too. All right. Sure, sure. Just making your own trails. Now, before we go into the house, when you, when you saw this house uh, from the outside when you were driving up... Uh, by the way, I noticed we were on a dead-end we dead road, and we were still a mile away from your house. Yeah. And I thought, well, they don't get a lot of uh, road traffic going by here. So when you, when you finally found this place, what, were you, what did you think about it when you saw it from the outside? What was your... I don't what I don't know what my initial thought was. Big, wow, can we afford this place? Like this seems ridiculous. It had a pool that was not on our list of things we wanted. Seemed like a stretch. Yeah. Well, we didn't want the pool because of the safety thing, but then COVID came and we're like, oh, the pool was a really good idea because now our friends want to come hang out here. Uh-huh. You know, so it's a, it was a I didn't think of a pool as a community building piece beforehand until we actually experienced them like, oh. Like the pool actually is a place where we all sit around, the kids have fun, and we have adult conversations. Yeah. But, but not in the sense like we're going to have a small group Bible study type uh-huh. of thing, you know? So I thought it worked out well. Yeah. The part that sold me on this place was our apartment, which we can't go in right now because we have somebody staying there. Mm. Um, but that was what we were thinking of was going to be like when our in laws would need a place to stay later on, possibly. Um, and so then this past year, we, well, this has been like our nicest place that we've kept company when they come and visit. Um, but then this past year, we had the opportunity to actually rent it out. Um, and so we have a monthly renter that oh, rents wow. it out. And then in between when they don't need it, they still do the fee. Um, we actually will put it up on Airbnb. Um, wow. So it's also making an income for us, which is And are there common amazing. doors for it into the house? They have their own entryway wow. right here by the front. Um, and then the door between the house is just locked. So okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so that's been it's been really fun just to get to meet out. different people that typically wouldn't be here. Yeah, um, otherwise. Right, and it almost pays our mortgage. <laughs> if, it, if it's rented out for <laughs> yeah. the full month. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, um, I was talking with uh, Michael and Samantha Bosjeur this past month, and they're they're finding that when they incorporate people into the normal rhythms of their family and their normal family space that there's much more opportunity for influence and disciple making than if you go to some third location oh totally it's just more natural and people don't think of it they don't put it in that disciple making category it's more of a like we're hanging out getting to know people yeah and get discipled in the process yeah all right, show us around this house and I, tell me how you All use right. it. So coming right in, the first, the entryway, we got our family vision kind of thing. Love here it. On the, on family the side vision of uh, our, our mission and pillars, which came out of a uh, family teams conference that uh, we did with those guys. And then, would you read us the family mission? You want the whole thing? The mission no, is to see top. glimpses of God's kingdom expanding in the lives of our family, our city, and the world around us. Based on Matthew six thirty three. Awesome. So, yeah. And then... Um, the all, shofar right here. Yeah, it's yes. like our Israel uh, shelf kind of up here from stuff from when I was at, when I went over there. And then uh, we also support, um, uh, not a ministry, what do you call? I don't know. An organization that helps um, uh, vulnerable small businesses in Israel that, that would be vulnerable to anti-BDS like stuff, mm-hmm. like boycott 
divest and sanction. And so they buy a whole bunch of stuff from them uh, once a quarter. And then we get a subscription box once a quarter of like little cool necks that were made over in Israel. You know? Yep. Um, some of them edible. Those don't last very long. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah. So Is this through Arise? Yes. Yeah, through Arise. So that's yeah, all. I'm happy to throw know. a little sunshine their way. Yeah. Support yeah. Israel, support Arise. That's right. So when we bought this place, this room right here at Offer Front Door is supposed to be the formal dining room, oh, which would not fit our family. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we turned it into a command center. So this is oh, kind of my vision that I wanted. Yeah. We come inside. We need a place for the kids to throw their shoes, hang up their coats. Um, just kind of where we organize our lives in here. And there's a fam- there's a computer in here. So I suppose that, you, that there's like scheduling challenges or reservations and all that stuff can be managed right yeah. here. Yeah, this is, is this- typically where I try to get my work done. But if I'm in here working, got the kids kind of flock to me. So yeah, sure. I have to. Because you're too available. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love calling it a command center. And I see that you have the Love's- year. Yep. You've got your calendar up here and dry erase. Yeah, I'm a very visual person. So being able to lay out the whole entire calendar year at once um, helps me a lot to be able to understand what's going on for the year. That's terrific. One thing in here, this, you know, this is kind of a theme throughout the house, but when I do woodworking and build stuff, it makes me feel like I am having some sort of like physical, tangible impact on the environment. And it makes me feel like this is my space yeah. and I have like some ownership here. So building this desk and these drawers and shelves and stuff for her when I come in and like, and all, all the stuff in here is like, oh, I can use my hands to make this fulfill the exact vision we have. And uh, yeah, so I don't That's know that, that I mean, you could just buy the Ikea stuff. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I just feel something. I feel a sense of pride in the space when it's like stuff I've crafted with my hands. That's tremendous. That's all. Excellent. Give myself a little plug. All right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, that's helpful for dads to hear. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so now we're in the living room. Um, this Birthday preparations yeah. are being made, <laughs> including that's... streamers off of the fan. <laughs> Got priorities today. Yeah. Um, so this one has been a fun space because we started off with our furniture a little <clears> bit different <throat> than it is right now. We had our rug turned the other way so then when we were hosting large dinners we were having to rearrange Mm. our furniture every time so now we finally settled on a space that we can have it far enough over close to the fireplace that we still have space how many tables do we fit here three three and then another kid table yeah we just moved the console table out makes some space um and we even hosted a friend's going away party so i think we had like six tables in here to fit everybody for a dinner. So it's That's great. It's fun to be able to use a space to... I remember walking in, and I'm always sensitive to these kind of things. I remember walking in here, seeing there's furniture over there. There's a roller skating rink here. <laughs> I don't know why they don't use this space, but you do use it when you, when you host. Just don't set yeah. up so we don't have to tear down. That's that terrific. It's available. That's smart. And what kid doesn't like wide open spaces to run around the house? Of course. So it of gets course. used, but it's, to, to me, I love, to me, it's just peaceful to have empty spaces as well. That's great. So they do get utilized, but it's nice to just feel like, okay, and now it's just empty yep. and clear. Birds? Yeah, the birds. It's like a, yeah, the whole story behind those. What are we growing over there? Oh, those are my herbs that I dug up from the summertime. I have not 
ever tried keeping plants alive during the winter. Through the year, yeah. So I figured, well, we'll dig up everything that I can and see if it survives. That's half of what I dug up <laughs> is surviving so far. So hopefully the goal is I can plant them again in the spring. Looking at We have uh, the Torah, first five books of the Bible, up on our wall in the format of the Bible Project posters. Is that what you call them? I know the Bible yeah. Project, but for people who don't know what that is, maybe. Um, but... Yeah, so we wanted, one, it's a big wall. We're like, how do we cover it? And then two, we wanted to keep, like, how do we keep the beginning of the story in front of our family and in front of our kids? And especially in a comic strip type format like that, well, they'll, they're more interested because all the visuals on of it. Course. If I just printed it out in small text and put it up there or something. Right. And so this is a, an opportunity for the kids to go over, they kind of look at it. And it's not only a reminder of the story to them, but it like keeps like, this is the beginning of the story right here That's first right. five books right here on our wall in a visual way for them so this is the story that we're part of exactly we're jumping onto that thing yep that's great um kitchen is open enough so big we can open do the, kitchen the bar for the open house about we just set up a taco bar here and makes the kind of the traffic work pretty, flow pretty uh-huh. well um that's all i have to say about the kitchen <laughs> I would any- say for open house Shabbat, we do the same dinner every single time um, just so that way Smart. we can perfect it. And tacos are probably the easiest thing because people can, whatever they're going to bring, I do the meat each time. And then whatever other people are going to bring, they can usually just buy it in a bag at the store and yep. just bring it. So that's really, that's, that's helpful for people here because I think people feel the pressure if they're ever, if they ever host Shabbats, well, we've got to keep it interesting. And no, you don't. Yeah. The, no. the, the draw is being with other people. Right. And tacos too can go for anyone's diet, really. Yeah. So you can you can customize it. How yeah. You can get a taco down to almost nothing if you yeah. want to. Yeah. I was asking you guys uh, at lunch about kind of the Shabbat components that you include. Oh yeah. Are those really different for open house Shabbat versus when it's just smaller family? I know a lot of people who listen to our stuff. Maybe the biggest question, uh, most common question we get is. How do I do all this with tiny little kids who lose attention after 30 seconds? Um. Open house definitely looks different than when we have it as our family. We use our family time when it's only us kind of as a training. Um, So that's when Tim's reading. I'm more on top of kids sitting still and paying attention and making sure that they're learning, like, how do we appropriately sit there? I don't know when the last time was that we've had to actually train our kids in that, though. It's probably been about a year, and they've been... They, they know how it's done now. Yeah. Um, and then when we have open house Shabbats, that um, it rubs off on the other kids to kind of see um, what the expectation is when you're here and listening and sitting. And I mean, when there's little ones like toddlers and everything, they're running around. And I mean, there's there's expectations because they haven't they haven't learned yet. And yeah, it's fine. with mixed emotions when I see my eight-year-old reach over and pop another kid on the back of the head for talking during Shabbat. Uh, I kind of think, well, yes and no. Yes and no. (laughs) All right. Right off of the kitchen there, looks like there's a sunroom here. And what I see is very uh, comfy sectional. I see a piano off the side and a couple guitars hanging on the wall. Is Is this an art room, a music room? Hannah wants to talk about this one? Yeah. Okay. This is our oldest daughter. She's 12. Hello. Is that too close? <laughs> um, so me, Ezekiel, 
and Hallie kind of play piano. And then mom and dad, well, mom, do you, would you consider yourself being able to play guitar? No. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> so I'm hoping after piano, I'll learn how to play guitar, though. Because uh-huh. I'll just be fine. I, I took 12 years of piano lessons and taught for a while and stuff. So I'll, What? I'll play. Um, yeah, go. Do you, go ahead. do you want me to? Yes, yes. of course. Yes. And piano, dad. You no, not the guitar. I'll just do. I'll just you do something on the piano, piano real quick. Um, I didn't know this. Wow, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. No, but I taught piano lessons. Oh yeah. I don't know if I'm as good as Steve Emanuel over here, oh, but. It. Yep. Renaissance man. Anybody that has a musical talent and can make things with their hands is a winner in my book. Oh, so right. that's, a, that's delightful. Yeah. I passed the test. Yeah. That's awesome. What else do you guys want to see? Oh, downstairs? Yeah, yeah. Downstairs. I, don't know. I don't know how personal well, you get here. But. Bedrooms only if you if you go like we've made specific choices around them like to put kids easier. have kids share rooms or something just to like talk that. about the room setup. So the house has okay. Well, let's let's see that then. You want to show it or just talk? Okay, okay. We uh, yeah, let's go. There's there's uh, nine bedrooms, so that's why I was like, I don't know if we want to. Well, one one might represent all the choices you make with your kids. I don't know if they're all the same. So upstairs in our main living area, there's only three bedrooms up here. Um, we did, once we go downstairs, we'll talk a little bit more about, we had a missionary family live with us for six years, six years, six months. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Um, and so we did have all of our family up here, um, for six months. Um, so now we have it split up. Our boys have one room. Half of our girls have another bedroom. So how many, how many boys are in this room? There's only two boys in the whole family. Okay. So they get their own room, okay. which means they also get the smallest room. Sorry, uh-huh. boys. Uh-huh. And then our girls, we have our three littlest girls in one room together. Um, we did have all five girls in here at one point together, um, trying to convince our oldest one that she really does want to move down to the basement and have some more space. Mm. <laughs> so she finally agreed and tried it out and loves it now. So, But we, we've made, I mean, because we have, what, nine bedrooms total in this whole place? Yeah. So we could easily split them all up and let them have their own bedroom, but, but we're never going to because we think there's a lot of benefit for them learning how to live with somebody else. And especially if they want to get married one day and it's not going to be as big of a transition, hopefully, yeah. when you have to share everything. Too. Yeah. So we can have whole families staying here and have, um, you know, sorry. You know the Coles, Lucas? Yes, I do. Yeah, so they lived here for like two months, I think. So we can, um, yeah, it, we, we don't take we don't have to take over all the space ourselves. We can keep some of it open for right, right. Like I think I lost my wife. I'm not sure where she went. Go downstairs. Um, I've always encouraged single guys that I've discipled to um, have roommates and live try to live in close quarters so that you never get out of the practice of considering others and, and mm-hmm. not acting like the king of your kingdom. Yeah. That's smart. 
So our basement here is basically a whole other living unit down here in the living room. There's another kitchen over here. They have wow. their own entry down here. And playground uh, here with the padded floor. Yeah, so during open house sabbats, the kids usually come down here and just go crazy, which is nice because the adults can still have some quieter conversations. There's a upstairs. full kitchen down here. There's a full kitchen. Yeah, there's another, another full kitchen. Room. Another laundry room, bathroom, showers. It's a whole other living unit, really, downstairs. So, so this is the thing that we're like. Have we you ever made a meal down here? Yes. We have. I. <laughs> but we've hosted other families that have lived down here. Which was one of the things that we didn't expect buying this place. Oh, I but see. then when we saw it, we're like, oh, we could support missionary yeah, families in transition like, or families who just need a place to stay for a while or overnight Shabbat, you know, right. with some families and stuff. Which did not go well when yeah. we did try that. <laughs> the kids stayed up too late and ended up throwing up because they got too of sick. Course. Well, it takes a while for kids to get settled in a new place. You yeah. usually have to have two nights to really make yeah. that successful. And so one didn't work. But I have cooked down here once, right before we had the missionaries move in, because I was like, oh, we should, oh yeah, Ezekiel, our little 11-year-old chef, when you were 10 at that time, when you cooked a meal down here. Um, and so we figured before the missionaries move in, we should probably make sure everything works. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so, and they cooked all the time, um, which was really fun, because we would often come down and try what they're cooking. <laughs> this home is like, Three houses smashed together. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Because the in-laws reads its own full. It doesn't have a washer dryer hookup, no. but everything else, bathroom, bedroom, private room, apartment. So kitchen. two full houses and an apartment. So, yeah, I think a lot of people think like you do and say, we would love to be a host family and we would love to have other people and give them space if they wanted to stay for a month. Um, but they think, but, but homes don't like that don't exist. Right. But this home exists. Yeah. You found and we didn't this. even have to pay to remodel it. <laughs> it was, That's I mean, amazing. It's a little dated, but I mean, it's functional. You can always remodel if you Did you buy it from it. the person that built it? No. I no. think the third owner. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd love to know what they were thinking. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the first one did have um, some relatives living in the house with them. I don't know. And, and, the upstairs and downstairs did have a door to separate them in I the see. beginning. I so see. somebody else eventually opened it all up. But this is our school room. We don't use it much for school, but <laughs> that's what you call it. It's it, more like the store, the school storage room. Okay. It holds the books. I yeah. see. Um, the kids don't really like doing their school in here. They prefer doing it upstairs, where it's more comfortable. With actions. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll sometimes use it once a week to check math tests and all that kind of stuff. No, this is the entryway. Um, when I host women's Bible study every oh. week, this is how they come in so that our family can be all upstairs and then they can just come in and not interfere in anything. Bible study meets in this living yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah, we noticed that there were several levels of parking pads around here. We're like, <laughs> yeah. well, we could just, I don't know, let's just drive <laughs> Pick up to your the door. One. <laughs> and the TV is down here intentionally too. We don't want one upstairs uh, just so... We don't mind our kids watching TV, but we do it together as a family every other Shabbat. So twice a month, they'll watch a movie um, or get screen time. And, th- and we always do it together. So we have it, but it's out of the way. It's not upstairs where, like, the entire house revolves, revolves around, around that entertainment center. Say it again. Your children get screen time how often? Twice, twice a, a month. month. Hannah's saying once a month. <laughs> Sometimes it might work out that way. So basically. Hey, you watched the football game this past week. 
Yeah, with the Bengals. That's the first time. That so we were having a lot of behavior issues and struggles and attitude problems with the kids. And if you have two or three kids, you will deal with it. But when you have seven, it becomes unsustainable really quickly. Mm. And so we are talking to some other fathers that we know in the area. And um, one father, one dad was like, um, he does a lot of like clinical research on um, like child development and stuff. And he's like, screen time and white flour and sugar. Take those away and like 80% of your behavior problems will go away. And so we started looking into that and the science behind how screen time impacts kids developmentally. And it was just shocking. Like all the symptoms were like ones that we were seeing in, in all of our kids. So, and I feel like a little bit like hypocrite because I make my living you know, <laughs> on YouTube, you know? But feeding so, people who are just in front of screens all the time. Yeah, my job is to get people to spend more time in front of uh. screens. So we, for the, for 2020, right, that yeah. entire year, COVID hit, uh, so that January and then COVID, so that March, but that whole year, they want a one-year detox with no screen time for a year other than um, FaceTime with grandparents and their piano lessons are on the iPad. Wow. Other than that, no movies, no TV, no YouTube. And now we'll still do it together, but it's a, not a get out of my hair experience. It's like our family's going to go have this shared experience together wow. and then talk about it afterwards. And developmentally, that has a much different impact. And all the I'm boards and about 80% of the attitudes and stuff got cleared up with the diet and the screen time. So The best part about that year, though, was that was the year that the missionaries were living with us. The plan was originally for them to be here for three months. But with COVID, it ended up taking six months before they could get out to Thailand. And um, they had four kids with them and their family, and they were all around the ages of our kids. And so that helped tremendously to um, get them outside playing. And, and, and they were on board with creative. screenless living. No, they had screen time. They did have screens. And I think I heard a couple of times of our kids sitting on the stairs trying to peek <laughs> <laughs> Is that a did, cartoon in the distance? How much time were they on screens Prior. on average when you guys were noticing it had an impact? Probably about five hours a day. Oh, wow. That was, that was my babysitter. Okay. Yeah. Because, what, Hannah was eight, and I had seven kids. And yeah. And so there was not, in order for me to survive, the, I had to have the TV on. And how did you handle the, it sounds like you probably had an impact <laughs> of switching to no screens. The first week was horrible. Because <laughs> right. I had no clue what to do with the kids. And they like, didn't know what to do with themselves well, either. That was part of the, the first problem. week. I don't think they. I don't remember them being so bad. I just remember the first week being horrible for me. But then week two, I felt like it was a lot worse for the kids because they were like, "Oh, mom's really holding to her no mm. when she's saying no to every time we ask for a screen." Wow. And then by week three, things were not too bad. I don't feel like hmm. it was. We just getting the I'm like the they. The screen literally says, like, shuts down their brain. They can't do problem-solving skills. That part of their brain doesn't get developed. Mm. And so when they were bored, they didn't know what to do with themselves. And their attitude would just get bad because they didn't develop the skills to know how to solve that problem. So we took the screens away. And developmentally, they started, I mean, like, developing a skill, which is a skill I think all parents want their kids to have. Because business revolves around solving problems for people. Yeah. You know? And being an employee does the same thing. So uh, I think it was like, no, we're going to cut this off now and... Did it so. Y'all are hitting on um, on the possible frustrations with children and specifically a large family. So while we're on the subject, I'll just ask you: You have seven children. Yes. Are you dying? Not anymore. At one point, yeah. Okay. And what made the difference? Um, 
I think our baby's four now is huge. I, I mean, having seven kids within eight years, that really destroyed me mentally and mm. emotionally and physically because um, I did not heal between each kid. I don't mm. think in between really, no, only after one kid I really healed. Um, and so having some time was really helpful with that. Um, and then I would say this last year has been huge with Tim kind of realizing his role in that as well um, and helping out. So now I get my mornings, I get to, that's when I work in our business is in the mornings and Tim takes over the um, morning routine, getting kids off to school and getting breakfast done and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think learning to parent together as a couple has been huge. And healthy rhythms that support that. Oh, yeah. Great. I think people, I mean, we can cut that out if you want no, to. No, that's fine. That's fine with you. <laughs> I mean, people hear from us like, large families, yeah. And But I also wanted to hear the like, there's some there's some dangers yeah. involved. There's yeah. some specific challenges. A lot of those challenges with hiring nannies. And uh, we had a live-in nanny for a year. And then we had... Yeah. Which that was necessary. Yeah. Live, well, she lived across, across the, street. the street. We didn't have enough room in our house at that point. And but. she worked for two other families at that time. So it wasn't a yeah. full time for her. Now you could house a whole team of nannies. <laughs> you could have a school, a nanny well, school. The nanny is another one. It solves some problems and introduces others. Yeah. So like it's, it's not as any choice does, you know, so there's always trade-offs. And at that time, the trade-offs were worth it. At this time. Until they weren't. And then we don't have a nanny right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah awesome. That's. That resonates with us, even having gone from full-time live-in nanny in a smaller family, and then one day going, this is actually better when it's just us at yeah. some point, uh, yeah. but wasn't always the case. So, But I think there's seasons for everything. Yeah. So no, there's that. some seasons where it's super helpful, and then there's some seasons where like we kind of need to be ourselves again. I hadn't even thought of it until you guys brought it up, but I'm sure you just, like a lot of things, probably felt it magnified because <laughs> yes. you're yes. dealing with a big group of people yeah so i just heard some of these solutions from other big family people who are like oh here's how you solve that problem and then we're like that's how you solve that problem Mm. right like that worked for your family but that's why i'm pretty careful i'm always like this is what we did sure sure but i don't want to prescribe we've been we've had the unfortunate the unfortunate implications of following prescriptive advice for a thing that worked very well for me, that family, maybe another few families, but that's fair. It's not every family is different. Every dynamic is different. Every couple of marriage is different. Right. So it's like, and we're wired, we're wired to be okay with doing trial and error. Yeah. So that's kind of how we figured out. Experimenters. Yeah. Yeah. You did my risk assessment test. I'm like just shy of gambling. (laughs) So (laughs) I'll I'll give anything a shot. Uh, Yeah. Well, awesome. th- is there anything else you want to tell us about your property, your home? I was going to just show you our back bedrooms down Please. here that we have in this the basement house. Um, There's bedrooms back the other way too. So we got this ready when we when we moved in here. Um, we were just thinking, you know what, this would be great to have ready for company. Um, and so when the missionary family did move in, we already had furniture set up back here, so that they really just had to bring what they wanted. Um, and I also requested dressers from them too. It was like, as a trade-off, if you're going to be living here. So we try to keep it set up and ready um, so that even at a moment's notice, um, somebody can come in and um, be in here. So. And now, Mark, you understand why one of our family financial goals is to do egress windows. 
back in oh, all yeah. these bedrooms. Because everybody's going to die if this catches on right. fire. Well, it's just so dark and it's not very, it doesn't feel hospitable. You know? uh-huh. And we could put more lighting in the ceiling and things like that. But egress windows, I think, would bring in a lot of natural light and just make this feel like a more homey place. But so it is a perfect just, place if you want to just sleep. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's right, nice and right, dark. Right. Steven would love to sleep yes. down here. This, this is like when he has come to my house, uh, he will take a hammer and nails and nail like sheets into the wall. That's and then true. they leave and he's like, Mark, somebody has been nailing things into my walls. What happened? You know, you can get a mask. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's not as comfortable to no, have that on not. your face. They don't even have a footboard. It's it like perfect That is you. perfect. It's like uh, on a ship, you know, you don't you don't want the fancy uh, rooms that, that have balconies. You want the inside where it's completely dark. That's, that's you. Yeah, that's me. Every family know. is different. Like some people though. prefer a way of escape. Yeah, right, right, right. I don't, yeah, yeah. Well, Schmoyers, thank you so much for uh, giving us uh, access yeah. to invade your private space and tell us how you use your home to serve your vision. It's really helpful to hear. Yeah. It's fun to share because that's stuff that we didn't even see coming when we